Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Praise God. Um, we have a few people that are missing today, but they're not missing in action. Praise God. Brother Tony, why don't you come? Would you come? Can you, get, can you come up? Praise God. Um, Brother Carlos called me yesterday afternoon and said that they were delayed. They had planned on getting done late Saturday night, and, and then they were going to be here for services, but <laughs> it didn't quite work out that way, did it? And since Gillette sent the only painter, yeah, Sean, and I, I appreciate him being there, amen, and, and I'm sure the church over there does. And so they had to wait until everything was done, all the drywalling was done and that type of thing, and then he was to start painting last night. And somebody told me, I think it was Alicia that told me that her husband, just so you know, called her at 6.30 this morning, and they were just getting back to the hotel. So um, these six people and this casualty here, <laughs> we, mu we must have mercy in Jesus' name. But Brother Tony, why don't you give us an update? What happened over there when you were there? Um, when I first got there, it's kind of confusing. It's just like an ants around an ant pile. It's like people going everywhere. And then uh, once you found your little niche, Corey, you know, I worked with Corey doing the air conditioning units. But um, it's just amazing to see uh, what those guys were doing. I'm watching the screen here. That's, <laughs> I've, I actually did one set on a bucket, but <laughs> uh, um, people behind, I mean, everybody had to wait on everybody. It's like you'd get so far. They were putting the siding on. We had to wait for them uh, for a little bit, but uh, the guys on the roof, it was close to, you know, 95 degrees. Those guys were up there, did that. Probably they were almost done when we were done at the end of the day, but um, inside, it was just like chaos, or just people going everywhere, and uh, guys trying to do the wiring, and then the next person's right behind them. They're ready, like with uh, Cody right there. We were trying to put the air conditioning units on top. Um, sheet rockers are trying to put sheet rock on the ceiling, but it's just amazing to see how many people came together. I don't, you say 14 states? 16. 16 states. Um, I learned how to say Louisiana. Um, but uh, the, the people that came from Texas, to me, I say Louisiana, but um, Indiana, California, that's Steve. I believe he's from California. Um, those, those people are just amazing that the time that they give to come help out and to do that. And it's just, just nice to be able to help and do just a little part of being part of that. But uh, I thought for sure they'd be done as, as many people as they had there. And as hard as everybody was working, I thought they'd be done. But um, Lord... Only you know uh, what it's going to take to get that church finished. So uh, we just just ask you right now, Lord, you just touch each and every person that's there. We ask for your strength to be upon those men, Lord. They were up all night. And I pray for Sean to be able to have the wisdom and knowledge to just share his expertise in getting that church textured and painted, whatever it should be, Lord, that they need right now. I just ask that you just move across that area, Lord, that each and every person that's there would just be strengthened, Lord. Encourage them, uplift them, Lord. Give them the skill and the ability to just finish the work that needs to be done on this building, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this building. We just pray, Lord, that your presence would just fill that, that, that sanctuary, Lord. Your glory would just spread, not only from that building, but throughout that area. Lord, that those that are passing by on the highway would be curious and be drawn, Lord, as that church is finished. They would just be drawn to their Lord, and they would come before you and just give their lives over to you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you do, Lord. Yes, 
watch over and protect my brothers, Lord, as they travel back from Cody. Lord, just I know they're going to be tired, so Lord, just help them to, to just be awake and be able to make it back safely. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Brother Tony, for that. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. The scripture, there's three places in the scripture that talks about uh, unity. Two of them is found in the book of Ephesians. One of them is found in the book of Psalms 133 when it says, Behold. Everybody say, Behold. Pay attention. That's what it's really talking about. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And something like this, a project like that, takes an extreme amount of, um, of unity in Jesus' name. Uh, they call it Church in a Day. I've renamed it, praise God. It's not C-I-A-D, it's C-I-A-W. That's what it is. It's Church in a Week. And um, obviously, when we're in the location that we're in out here, uh, usually they have three to 350 people that will show up on this project. And they literally will take it from the foundation all the way up. And within a day, they will easily do that, and they will have services that next morning. And so, but this, of course, with, with uh, 140 men uh, and, and women that showed up, praise God, it took a little bit of time, as you, as you can see. But what an accomplishment. What an accomplishment. And that community will never be the same. Praise God. Um, and if you look around, just look around you right now in this building right here. Praise God. That's the size of building that went up. Literally. It's a 30 by 80. That's what went up from the, from the ground up. And so this here is 31 by 70, so you can get a good idea of exactly what all has to accomplish. And they're planning on having a dedication service in there this afternoon. They have services at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And so we are excited about what the Lord is doing in the state of Wyoming. Can you say amen? Praise God. Amen. And you know, it's kind of fitting. Today is, of course, Labor Day. Or not today, but tomorrow um, is when they cel we celebrate the holiday. And Labor Day, I know that most of you are, are familiar with this, but beginning in the late 19th century, as a trade union and, and labor movements grew, trade unionists proposed that a day be set aside to celebrate labor. And I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, and of course, Labor Day was what came out of it, and it was prompted by the Central Labor Union and the Knights of Labor, which organized the first parade in New York City. In, um, and in 1887, Oregon was actually the first state in the United States to make it an official public holiday. And by the time it became an official federal holiday in 1894, 30 states in the USA officially celebrated Labor Day. And so I thank God for these kind of things. History kind of has a little bit of a gray area. There's a man named, um, I believe his name was McGuire, that they feel like that he was, um, was the one that was instrumental in bringing this to pass. And ironic, there was another guy that had about the same spelling name that they kind of go back and forth. But nevertheless, one of the things that you will trace in history that a lot of this came out of a protest. Yeah. There was a protest in the train yard, and people were being mistreated. Um, we don't see so much of it today, but child labor was being extorted. I mean, there was a lot of um, injustices that happened, praise God, in this nation. But I thank God for people who will stand up for what's right and do the right thing. And so you and I, we can thank God for, for, for Labor Day, and we can thank God for labor in Jesus' name. 
Um, we saw pictures of him this weekend, and I sure miss him. You know, there's been a lot of people that have come through this church, and all of them are precious. But one very, very precious man um, who had quite an exterior, but he had an interior that was about as soft as cotton, and his name was Buzzy. That's what we knew him as. And um, he was quite a guy, him and his... Um, way of putting things and simplicity and that type of thing. I remember him um, telling me one time, he said, Brother Carnahan, he said, there's three ways that you're really going to probably make money in life. And he said, uh, one is you're going to either inherit it or you're going to steal it. And he said, we're Christians, so we can't do that. He said, or the third one, he said, is you got to work for it. And folks, there's no shame in working. There isn't. In fact, I think it's a gift from God. And labor is something that, that, that God has given us to help to... Um, to, uh, you know, to really to join in with what he's doing. And so we're seeing that over there in Cody, that literally, you know, men and women, you know, have come together, and um, by the time they leave today, there's going to already be a dedicated service. And I just, you know, I think the, the, the frosting on the cake, the frosting on the cake would be that somebody would receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in that brand new building. What do you say? I, I think that would be cool, wouldn't it? Praise God. Somebody would see their need to be baptized in Jesus' name. I'm going to tell you something. I, I appreciate that, and I thank God that we, as a church, we, we can have a part of that. And just so you know, we set a, a nice offering over there to help them out, and so we are 125% behind them in Jesus' name. I want you to turn in your scriptures today in honor of, of Labor Day. I'm going to take some thoughts upon that and maybe help you to understand that that there is labor when it comes to the things of God. Amen. Look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Of course, the resurrection chapter gives a pretty thorough chronological order of how things are going to happen when the resurrection takes place. And incidentally, the resurrection of the dead is one of the six doctrines of Christ. And I thank God for that hope. Can you say amen? amen? I do. And in that chapter, you know, of course, Paul talks about the fact that um, uh, in verse number 51, 15 and 51, I'm in 1 Corinthians 15 and 51, he says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Everybody say changed. It says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. I look forward to that day, and we shall be changed. Can you say amen? amen? That's a blessed hope, praise God. And so I thank God for that. Then I'm going to slide down to verse number 57. It says, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, therefore... And the word therefore is kind of a connecting word. You see that a lot in the King James Version Bible, especially in the New Testament. It basically has to, it refers to because of all of the remarks that have been made thus far, and we're including this chapter. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Everybody say steadfast. It says unmovable. Everybody say unmovable. Always abounding. Everybody say always abounding. It says, in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that, you know, that your labor. Do you see that? Amen. Your labor, praise God, is not in vain 
in the Lord. That's the beautiful thing that you and I get at the end of the day, praise God. That's why we can, we can lay our heads down and we can, we can sleep at night and we can have the peace of God. It's because we know that whatever we're doing for the Lord counts. And you know something, folks? It don't just count for the day. It counts for eternity, praise God. Who knows what the ramifications are going to be because of what 140 men came to do on a, on, on a week in, in September. Who knows? But I know that God counts those kinds of things. And that's why, you know, I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that whatever, whatever I do, I want to do it as unto the Lord, praise God. And I want to make sure that my labor, you know, counts, praise God, in Jesus' name. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter number 5, and I'll, let me give you another aspect of this. 1 Timothy chapter number 5 record, or talks about labor too, and it talks about this in, in maybe in just a little different light. But look at this. 1 Timothy 5, Bible says in verse number 17, it says, Let the elders, it talks about, that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor. Everybody say labor. You see that? It says, in the word and doctrine. Notice that. And then it says, for the scripture saith, in verse number 18, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward, praise God. And so you and I, we can understand that. On this Labor Day weekend, when a lot of things are, are celebrated and sometimes they're kind of lost in just the idea that we get a three-day weekend and people don't have to work tomorrow, that type of thing. You know, you and I, we have to realize from time to time that the things that we do for the Lord count, praise God. The things that we do for the Lord count. Now, the remainder of this, and I'm not going to be very long this morning, I just want you to understand, you know, um, you know, where we can put our labor forth in Jesus' name. Let me give you three different examples in the scripture that Jesus talked about this. I want you, first of all, to look at uh, Matthew chapter number 9. Matthew chapter number 9. And I want you to notice the words of Jesus when he's referring to things um, about the harvest, praise God. And, and I, I want you just to notice this. In, in Matthew chapter number 9 and verse number 36, the Bible says, and when he saw the multitudes, praise God, he was moved with compassion. Of course, this is referring to Jesus. It says, and he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Notice this. And then in verse number 37, then he said unto his disciples, notice, he said it to the people that were hanging around a lot more, praise God. He said, the harvest truly is plenteous. It says, but the laborers are few. Praise God. This morning and during this Labor Day weekend, this is one of the points that I want to emphasize to you, praise God. So, you know, I've heard people all the time, or not all the time, but from time to time say that they don't think they can get involved in the things of God. They don't have the talent or they don't have the time. That is not true, folks. I'm telling you right now, Jesus is making forth a cry here. And he's trying to help us to understand that the harvest is plenteous, praise God. I mean, their harvest is absolutely um, uh, um, uh, full. I mean, my goodness, it's always out there. But it's the laborers, praise God, that are few. And so what he did was he gave us instructions. 
And I want to do that right here this morning, praise God. He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest, praise God. I've been, um, uh, I hesitate to use the word proud, but I am very grateful that I'm part of an organization that recognizes this. On a weekly basis, I get um, uh, emails from, from missionaries all over the world, praise God, in their fields and, and some of the things that are happening, praise God. I just got an email this, this uh, yesterday from our missionaries in, in um, uh, Namibia, I think is what the country is, and um, uh, something happened there several months ago that they were rejected on their work visas. And this is so very important when they go into those countries because folks, they, they're, they're Americans, obviously, but they got to they gotta do exactly what the government tells them. And the government had rejected them. And what they were looking for was just a three-month visa so that they could continue the work. Well, because they couldn't get that visa renewed, they had to literally leave the country. And they just kind of put it in the hands of the Lord and people were praying and that type of thing. And they went to a convention in a neighboring country with another missionary, praise God. And you want to know what the miracle is? The Lord saw fit to give them that visa during those days that they were gone. Now listen to me. This is how God, because the Bible says he's able to do exceeding, abundant, above all that we ask or think. They did not just get a three-day visa or a three-week visa or a three-month visa. That's what they were really seeking. They got a two-year visa. Come on, can you lift up your hands right now? Come on, I'm telling you right now, that's what God will do for laborers that will go into the harvest. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on, the harvest is plenteous. That's what Jesus said. Oh, hallelujah. So this is an example of how God treats the laborers, praise God, that will go into his harvest field, praise God. And in that theater, especially the African theater, there's been a lot of turmoil over there. A lot of governments that come and go and that type of thing. But one thing that has been steady in that, in that part of the world, praise God, is that there has been a steady um, you know, flow of people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, people being baptized in Jesus' name, congregations, forming just out of, out of nowhere, praise God. And that's what I'm trying to help us to understand, praise God, that the, the harvest is plenteous. It's out there, praise God. And that's why if you're here today and you support a missionary, thank God for that. That's one of the things that we promote in this church. That's one of the things, you know, the Bible talks about tithes, which we give to the Lord, and then it talks about our offerings. And one of the areas that we promote giving on a regular basis is in PIMs, or Partners in Missions. Because these are literally, these are laborers, praise God, that are going into the, into the field. And so I would just, you know, not only just in your giving monetarily, but I would ask you to consider praying for them on a regular basis. Come on, that's the instruction that God gave us. Amen. He gave us instructions. He said, pray for the harvest, for the laborers that go into that harvest in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. I'm telling you, folks, our labor is not in vain. Come on. That's what the scripture says, that what we do for the Lord, praise God, really does count in the name of Jesus. 
And so this Labor Day weekend, when there's all kinds of things that come and go, you know, we can understand that what we do for the kingdom of God, praise God, not only comes and stays, but it goes into the archives of eternity in Jesus' name. Would you just lift your hands right now and ask the Lord to give you some understanding of that? Come on, some of you really need to get back to the basics of what you're doing in the kingdom of God. When you support missionaries, praise God, you're you're doing the will of the Father, praise God. When you help build churches, you're doing the will of the Father, praise God. When you support local churches like this, I'm telling you something, you're doing the will of the Father. I pray God, let their eyes be open in the name of Jesus. There's people that have gotten bad attitudes about this, that I'm praying that they will be healed in the name of Jesus, that they will understand that unity of the brethren, how great it is for that unity to abound. In the name of Jesus, touch every person, Lord God. And I pray that nobody, nobody will be the same in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. And I give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Praise God, praise God, praise God. In the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, we see another example of this. And of course, you understand that Jesus, when he began his work here on earth, he kind of gave us the formula What Jesus would do is he would begin to gather disciples, people that he could bring close to him so that he could begin to teach them the the intricacies of the kingdom of God. You must understand that's, that's one of the things that you will notice in the Bible, praise God. Yes, you notice that he fed the multitudes, that there were times like we just read in the ninth chapter of the book of, 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 of Matthew, that the crowds would come, praise God. And I'm not here to, you know, to criticize that. I'm just saying that Jesus saw that and he saw that there needed to be people, praise God, that needed to go directly into those areas, praise God, and bring forth a harvest for the kingdom of God. Well, in the 10th chapter of the book of Luke, this is when you see it being stepped up, praise God. And this is an area where the Bible uh, uses a, a term here. Look at chapter number 10 and verse number 1 in Luke. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also, and he sent them two and two before his face, you know, um, uh, into every city and place, whether he himself, praise God, um, uh, would come, praise God. I, I, I had something here that I was going to uh, share with you. I, when I was district superintendent, one of the things that God helped me to see was, was, um, was a vision that I felt like that this area had in Jesus' name. And, and I still feel for, the, I, the, for that vision in Jesus' name. And I did a little, a little statistical um, uh, thing myself. And, and I come to found out, find out when I went to a district conference one time, I said, listen, I feel like the Lord wants to put a light, praise God, in every county in these three states. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's 23 counties in, in Wyoming. There's 56 counties in Montana. And in Utah, there's 29 counties, praise God. Now, what is that? I don't, that, that adds up to 108 counties, And I believe it would be the will of God, praise God, for a light, a Bible study. It doesn't have to necessarily be a church like what we're seeing raised up over there in Cody, although I believe that could be the end result. There's no question about it. I believe this area could handle 108 churches, praise God. Right now there's 39 
Amen. And so I believe that God wants to bring a light, praise God, to these areas where there has been darkness. Can you say amen? amen. And I believe, in my opinion, this is just, 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 just me, what I feel like the Lord wants to do. You know, when I think about this right here, when I think about He appointed 70 to go into these cities and to go into these areas, this is what I envision, praise God, is God appointing 108 people, praise God, to go into each county in this area, praise God, and to begin not only to pray, but to begin to teach Bible studies, to begin to reach out in the name of Jesus. Because I believe that is the will of God. Come on. This is the labor that you and I can get involved with, praise God. You might not be in a position where you're going to be appointed by God yet. Because I'm going to tell you right now, discipleship is what that is all about. It's people who come together on a regular basis and begin to sell out and begin to say, hey, the things of God are more important than anything else. It's not just a regular person who just comes to church every once in a while. And I'm not being critical, folks. I'm telling you the truth. It takes people who are dedicated to the things of God, who know that the gospel message that we preach is the only way that people are going to be born again and they're going to get to heaven. And and that kind of a burden begins to move them, praise God, and will cause them to get off of a comfort seat and cause them to go to areas that maybe nobody else would go to. And I'm going to believe that God's got people like that already picked out in this, in, in this generation in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Come on, I believe for the 108 counties that are in this three states, I believe God's got somebody hand-picked, praise God, that He wants to have go to a county and have a light on. Can you lift up your hands and begin to pray right now? Come on, let's pray for the Lord of the harvest to send, to, send, to send laborers into that harvest field. Come on. I believe that God is going to do something in the name of Jesus this Labor Day. Mm, hallelujah. He's going to open up the eyes. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, when you refer to labor, that type of thing, there's a lot of things that have to happen. It was Henry Ford that, that said this, and I thought this was worth quoting. He said that when people come together, that is a start or a beginning. Praise God. And that's what has to happen. That's why God believes in unity. So when people come together, you know, that's a start or a beginning. But when people stay together, and that's one of the reasons I believe in the local churches, because it gives people the opportunity to come and to stay in the kingdom of God. He said, well, when people stay together, that is progress. In Jesus' name, praise God. And then he said, when people begin to work together, look at somebody and say, work together. He termed that as being successful. And so I believe that that happens in the kingdom of God. And, ex and in fact, that's what we, ex what we saw and what we experienced this past week, praise God, is that people came together, worked together, and were able to accomplish great things in Jesus' name. And so Jesus appointed these. He, he appointed these in the 10th chapter of the book of, 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 of Luke, and he sent them out to go wherever he was going to go. And then again, he says in verse number two, notice this again, he said, therefore unto them, the harvest is truly great. He didn't say plenteous this time. He said the harvest 
is great. And what did he say? He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. There it is again. Jesus is giving the mandate in the name of Jesus for us to go. And that's one of the reasons why we support missionaries in this church is because all of us, I don't, I don't believe there's anybody in this room that's called to go to Namibia, but we've already got a couple that is there, praise God. And we're supporting them, praise God. And I believe the Lord is pleased with that kind of thing. Can you say amen? I'm telling you folks, the harvest is not only plenteous, but the harvest is great in Jesus' name. And this is the labor, praise God, in my opinion, that is never going to return in vain, praise God. Several times in the scripture, and Paul makes reference to it, he said things like grow not weary and well-doing. Praise God. These are, this is the clarion call that you and I have, praise God. Sometimes we don't see the progress. The beautiful thing about a building over there in Cody, Wyoming, praise God, is that you can go from Monday all the way to Sunday morning and you can see a tremendous progress. Praise God. And that's, that is absolutely uplifting. There's no question about it. I believe that there are times when God will do that. But you know, most of the progress that takes place in the kingdom of God, I believe sometimes can be classified in the very subtle areas. People sowing seed, people teaching home Bible studies, people witnessing, praise God, to people around them. And all of a sudden, praise God, somebody comes to church or somebody begins to receive the message. People come down to an altar. They begin to repent of their sins, praise God, and see their need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And then God, because of his great mercy, praise God, he fills them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they begin to become a productive person in the kingdom of God. Come on, folks, I'm talking about the harvest that God has this Labor Day weekend for us and for all in the name of Jesus. That's what he's got in store, praise God. And you and I, we can begin to see that, hallelujah, all over. They were telling me, I talked to the guy that's in, one of the guys that's in charge of this church in a day thing, and he was saying this is the 140th one that they've done. Isn't that amazing? Just in the last probably 10 or 15 years, 140 of those kind of buildings have gone up just in the United States in Jesus' name. And so I'm telling you folks, God is making progress. Why? Because people like you and I are coming together and we're not only, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're not only just you know, coming together once in a while, but we're staying together, praise God. And then as we stay together, we begin to work with one another, praise God, and we begin to see the progress of the Lord in Jesus' name. Would you lift up your hands again and pray for the laborers? Come on, let's pray for the laborers in the name of Jesus. I believe that God has got a great work that he is doing in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a magnificent God that you and I serve. What a magnificent God that you and I serve. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. In the fourth chapter of the Gospel of John, Jesus shows us the importance of, of being willing to witness to one. Amen. This is a beautiful example of the lady at the well. And of course, you know her story. She just kind of wanted to be by herself. But Jesus, if you study the, the context of the scripture, you're going to find that Jesus intentionally got there at that time. And it's a beautiful story, praise God, of not only forgiveness, but restoration. 
But unbeknownst to us, praise God, that seed that Jesus, um, you know, sowed into that woman's heart. You know, the Bible says after Jesus got done with her, amen, she went into that city and began to sow seeds on her own. Oh, hallelujah. I mean to tell you, it began to grow in the name of Jesus. And it grow, grew to the extent that several years later, when a man named Philip, praise God, saw his need to go into the harvest field, and he was one of the twelve, praise God, or, you know, or one of the ones that, that God had appointed, praise God. He went into Samaria, and he began to preach Jesus to them. And the Bible says, because of those seeds that were sown, those people in that, that area of the world, praise God, begin to receive God, and healings took place. And people were being baptized in the name of Jesus. I don't know how many hundreds were being baptized, but they were, praise God. And then just a little bit later on, John and, and, and Peter came and began laying hands on people who had received the message, and they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, praise God. I'm telling you something, never, never, never underestimate the power of witnessing to one. That's where it began, folks. That's where you can go back to the root system and you can see that Jesus made his way in that place and made sure that he was there to testify to that woman. Praise God. And what a beautiful thing. But as, you know, the church, you know, sometimes we come back, praise God, and, 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 and we just don't understand what's happening. And that's exactly what the disciples came back that day. They had been in the city getting food and Jesus was sitting there. And I want you to catch the conversation that they had, praise God. The Bible says in verse number, um, um, in verse 31, I'm in the fourth chapter of John, John chapter number four, praise God, in verse number 31, and of course, this, this witnessing to this lady had already taken place. And listen to this, it says, in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. And in verse number 32, and he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. And then in verse 33, therefore said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? The only thing they could think of was the natural food, folks. Well, then in verse 34, Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Praise God. You know, I tell him, my wife, you know, over the past probably 20 years, God has given me, you know, not a, you know, several words. And I remember when I turned 50, you know, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, I want you to do the work and stay the course. And over the last probably 16, 18 years, you know, that has meant a lot to me. I've, I've seen that come up to the surface in many ways, not just in one way, but in many ways. Praise God. Amen. And here about three, four weeks ago, just doing the will of God, just doing what God calls me to do, all of a sudden the Lord began to, to, um, to speak to me again, and I was telling my wife this yesterday, and he just gave me a simple word. He said, stay in the fight. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I thank God for those words that keep us on the steady course. Praise God. Now, that might not mean anything to you, but folks, I'm going to tell you something. It means the world to me. That's how good my God is. He's one that can keep you on the course. And Jesus said, listen, he said, my meat is to do the will of, of, of him that sent me and to finish 
his work or finish, yeah, finish his work. Say not ye in verse 35, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. And then he says, behold again. And a lot of times when the word behold comes in the King James Version, it says, pay attention. Well, what should we pay attention to? Well, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. It says, for they are white. Come on, not just plenteous, not just great, but the word white there means ripe. Come on, folks, we got some peaches last week, amen. And I love peaches, but I, and, and of course, I want them to ripen. And so I pulled a few out and put them on the counter, you know, and the other day I said, man, I'm going to have me a peach. Well, I cut into that peach, and it was hard, but I ate it anyway. I ate it anyway. But listen to me, folks, I waited another two days and yesterday, I took one of those peaches, and I cut into it, and guess what? It's ripe, praise God. And I want you to understand that's what Jesus is talking about with the harvest. There's some of you that maybe you did get rejected witnessing to somebody. Maybe you did get a little bit rejected because somebody didn't want the word. And maybe what you got is some unripe fruit. But I'm here to tell you, there's some fruit out there right now today in the name of Jesus that's ripe, praise God. And you're going to open up that search for truth chart, praise God. And you're going to begin to present the word of God. And you're going to see some hungry souls, maybe at a kitchen table, maybe at a dining room table, whatever the case is. And people are going to begin to receive the word of the Lord. Come on, look up. The field is ripe. Come on. He says white, but it's ripe in the name of Jesus. Come on. Let's lift up our hands right now and let's ask the Lord to help us in the name of Jesus. name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord in Jesus' name. Praise God. Here about maybe eight years ago, seven or eight years ago, back in 2013, we had a man that came to our district. His name is Chester Wright, and he did a, a minister's and wife's retreat. And um, I, I got the privilege of being able to sit down with him and to talk with him. He preached and taught for hours. And I mean to tell you, I still have those CDs and the things that he said you know, were just powerful. Just, he really, really explained the harvest in ways that I had never seen it before. And I thank God for that. But he said something to me. You know, he said when he flew over this area, he came from Salt Lake City. Actually, he came from Baltimore, Maryland. And he flew out to, I don't know if he, he caught a flight in St. Louis or in Minneapolis or whatever, but he ended up in Salt Lake City. And then from Salt Lake City, he flew to um, Cody, Wyoming. That's where he came. And that's where we had the, um, the, the seminar at that time. And he was saying, and he was marveling at the, the vastness of this area. Praise God. And one of the things that he told me at that time, he said, Brother Carnahan, he said, I feel like God wants to raise up people right here in this area that will reach this area. And I've never forgotten that. Praise God. But he was telling me, he said, there's a lot of rural communities out here. Well, Salt Lake City isn't, of course, but the two states, Wyoming and, and Montana, have a lot of rural areas, smaller towns, that type of thing. And he said, he said, you know, if you could go in there, and he said, if you'll go in there and just do the regular work of the Lord, have good services, teach home Bible studies, outreach, and that type of thing, he said, you're going to reach those communities. He said, there's no question about it. 
He said, you, you don't, you're not dealing with a metropolitan area when you have millions of people that you've got to try to reach. He said, you're not dealing with that out here. And I have never f forgotten that advice. And it took a little bit of the pressure off of me. I thought, yes, God, that's what we've got to keep doing. That's why when the, when the Lord said, you know, do the work and stay the course, that is something as a pastor I have paid very close attention to in this particular church. Amen. Are we teaching Bible studies every week? Are we reaching out to people on a regular basis? Are we having good services? Are we setting a good tone in this atmosphere here where people can come in and receive the things of God in Jesus' name? This is what's so very, very, very important in the name of Jesus. And that's one of the things that we want to keep doing. Amen. And then stay in the fight. What is that? Because the devil is relentless too in the name of Jesus. But I'm here to tell you, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, if we'll keep on doing the things of God and we won't grow weary in well-doing, I'm going to tell you something, we're going to see a harvest in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Now one last place that I want to take you, and I want to try to help you to understand what the field is for this church, okay? And I want to give it to you in two different ways. Two different ways in Jesus' name. Many times in, in, the, in, the, um, in the Gospels, Jesus would be dealing with different types of people. Amen. As I alluded to you before, you know, there were times when Jesus would deal with the crowd, when he would deal with the multitudes, and he would preach, you know, in my opinion, powerful messages, but very generic messages. One of them was, Behold, a sower went forth and sowed seed. Remember that one? That's a classic one. In fact, in one of the renditions of that in the gospel, Jesus said, if you don't get this one, you're not really going to get any of the rest of them. And what that tells me and represents to me is that the, the harvest field, praise God, needs to have a continual seed being sown. That's what has to happen. Sometimes we want a crop. Sometimes we want a bumper crop. And we have to ask ourselves the question, how much seed have I sowed? And I'm not here to accuse or to criticize. I'm just saying, how much seed are you sowing right now in, in, in your plot, in your area? Praise God. It's something to think about this Labor Day weekend. That our labor is not in vain with the Lord. And sowing seed really does not, does not take that much effort, praise God, but it takes having our eyes opened on a regular basis. That there are people, probably people that maybe we talked to five years ago that weren't ready for this message. That maybe if you were to go buy them again and start sowing that seed again, maybe they'd be ready and willing to receive the message. Come on, I don't think that's that, too, that big of an impossibility. And that's why we need to continually do that. That's what the Lord calls us to do, praise God. And to represent this, it's, you can find this, this kind of teaching in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Let me show you, praise God. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in verse number 15, it leads off with this. Verse 15 of the 14th chapter of Luke. Now listen to this. It says, and when one of them that sat at meat with him, heard these things, he said unto him, blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. What a statement, yeah. Blessed is that person that gets to sit down with you, Jesus, and eat. Well, Jesus, in his way of doing things, took advantage of a teaching moment. And here's what he taught, praise God. The Bible says, then said he unto him, in verse 16, a certain man, it says, made a great supper and bade many. 
Basically, the invitation was going out. And the scripture says, And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And the scripture says that in verse number 18, And they all with one consent began to make excuse. Look at somebody and say, They're not ripe. Yeah, they're not ripe, in my opinion. And the Bible says, the first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and must needs go and see it, and pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, Whoa! and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Amen. I guess, I guess it's time to quit sowing the seed, right? No, it is not. Come on. I, what I would refer to this as, and, and very simply, is invitation evangelism. And all of us can be about this on a weekly basis. I believe that is the call for you sitting in that seat right now as a laborer for Jesus Christ. Become an, 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 invita- uh, uh, an, an inviting people, praise God. That's what God calls us to do. And I understand, praise God, that sometimes that can get tiring. Amen. But you never know, praise God, when that seed can go. Well, here, let me give you something else that you can consider. So that servant came and showed, in verse 21, his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and... And, and, um, and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel. Everybody say compel. Come on, you got to understand that in the ninth chapter of the book of, of Matthew, when Jesus made reference to the harvest, You've got to understand, the first thing that it makes reference to is that the Bible says that he had compassion on him. That's what caused his eyes to see the crowd differently. And that's what you and I need to go back to on a regular basis. Because being rejected or sometimes not seeing the results like they did in Cody, Wyoming this week, sometimes can be disheartening. But I'm going to tell you something. The master said, you go out there in that highway and start compelling people to come. And I wonder what kind of ministry that some of us could really begin to develop. I'm going to call it the ministry of compassion. Now, that doesn't mean that you go and you solve all their problems because you're going to get burned out in about two weeks doing that one. But if you could bring them to a place like this, amen, when we're going to get the piano fixed, When we're going to start being able to do things, praise God, that God wants us to do. I'm going to tell you something. The anointing of the Lord can come into a place like this and begin to open up their eyes in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Come on, I'm telling you something right now. This Labor Day weekend, God can give you a revival of your own self to see that you could get into the, into the harvest field again and again and again and again in the name of Jesus. And the Lord said, Go ye out into the highway and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Praise God. And so I'm telling you something, praise God. God has a harvest field for everyone who comes into the house and who wants to regularly be involved in the things of the Lord in Jesus' name. 
And so, folks, we've seen the field being described as plenteous, you know, as great, as white. But I'm telling you something, it's going to be important for you and I to see the field that way. And I believe this, this, this Labor Day weekend, praise God, God wants to bring back, praise God, that kind of a burden upon us that we begin to see the field, praise God. We begin to see the people, praise God, for who, who they really are. And they are, they are people that are scattered, like Jesus said. They're without a shepherd. Amen. And I believe that God wants to begin to lead them into a place just like this, whether it be Cody, Wyoming, or one of the 108 different um, counties that we have in these three states. I believe that God wants to bring people in Jesus' name. One of the prayers that God led me to start praying here, oh, several, a couple of years ago, and I, and I do it when I walk around the planter out there. Amen. And ever since we've been able to get this location here, I don't know how many thousands, thousands upon cars have gone by. Somebody gave me an estimate one time, and I, I don't know how true it is. I guess maybe I should have my own little counter out there, and maybe I could tell. But they say that close to 10,000 cars a week go by here. And I don't know if that's true or not. I know a lot of them do. And so the Lord began to, to, to talk to me about that. And so I, you know that most of the time before services, I'll walk around this building and I'll claim the promises of God. I'll, I, by the help of the Lord, I, I, I pray for the Lord of the harvest to lead people to this church in Jesus' name. But then when I walk around that cement thing out there, praise God, I pray for every car that goes by here every day, every car. And then I extend that to every person and people who are in those cars. And I'm praying that God will lead them. God will draw them, praise God, into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. You might, see, you might say that's a pretty insignificant seed offering. But folks, I'm not going to quit doing that. Because I believe it's the will of God. Because that's the harvest field out there, praise God. I'm telling you something, this is the place where we bring the harvest in and God begins to refine it, praise God. That's when he talks about, you know, putting an ox and the ox begins to stomp on those, on those um, uh, grains and that type of thing and separates the stack or the, or the stalk from, from the real fruit, praise God. And that's, that's the threshing floor, praise God. And then there's another thing that will happen and it happens in here for time to time we're, we're in the threshing floor they would take a like a fork and they would throw that stuff up in the air and they would position this threshing floor on a hill so that the wind would blow and then what would happen was the shaft would begin to be separated praise God and what is that for I'll tell you what it's for because God wants the fruit in Jesus name you are here because God has something that he's got for you in the name of Jesus he's bringing forth fruit in the name of Jesus and so I'm going to tell you something. I believe every one of us can be involved in the harvest field in Jesus' name, whether it be by prayer or whether it be by sowing the seed or whether it would begin to get back to a ministry of compassion. I believe that God wants to return that kind of a ministry not only to this church but to every church out here in this Rocky Mountain District. And I believe what that's going to do is that's going to bring an expansion and that's going to bring a time when, praise God, this whole 
whole area, praise God, is going to have a light in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? I want you to stand with me right now. And I'm going to invite you to come down to this, to this, this altar, if you wouldn't mind doing that. Praise God, I thank you for, bearing, for allowing me to bear my heart this holiday, this Labor Day weekend. But I believe that God's got to work here, praise God. He's got to work for each and every one of you. And it's going to require that you begin to lift up your hands and lift up your eyes and you begin to see the harvest field the way God sees it in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have tried my best to get your point across here. I believe that your word is here. I believe the word of truth in the name of Jesus. And I believe it, it's designed to affect every person. Nobody to ever be the same again. And that, Lord God, that your name and your ways, Lord God, will instill faith. I release, Lord God, the blood of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. The name of Jesus. The word of God. The spirit of the Lord packaged in an obedience that we'll do what you want us to do, Lord God. And I package that and let it be imparted to every person here in the name of Jesus. And I believe that alone is designed to, to move mountains in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. There might be a mountain of resentment here. There might be a mountain of disbelief. There might be a mountain of, un, of, of, of unbelief and doubt, but I command these things to leave right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for the engagement of everyone here that, Lord God, this holiday, this Labor Day weekend, we will really understand that our labor is not in vain when it's done for the Lord in Jesus' name. Let these people, Lord God, sense that. Let it, Lord God, begin to impact them. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Strengthen them right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody needs to push in a little bit. Somebody needs to get a little bit uncomfortable in their prayer right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, barata kaba. Ye lemanda yalamato kobaha. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. The windows of heaven are open. The doors of heaven are open right now in the name of Jesus. You've come to us, Lord God, with this time and for this need in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I give you the praise and the glory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord God. Nobody to be the same again in Jesus' name. Nobody to be the same again in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's a little chorus that we used to sing back in, uh, back in the day, and I don't even know if I can get it out, but I'm going to try. It says, Lord, lay some soul upon my heart. And love that soul through me. And may I ever do my part to win that soul to thee. Once again, Lord, lay, I'm asking the Lord to do that, some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me 
And may I ever do my part to win that's come on can we just sing that one more time lift up your hands lift up your eyes right now lord lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me and may i do my part to win that soul to thee. One more time. Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I ever do my part to win that soul for thee. Let's lift our hands again and ask the Lord to help us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God, touch everyone here. You have prepared their hearts for the harvest, Lord. You've told us that it is plenteous. You've told us that it is great. You told us that it is white or ripe. You've told us this, God, and I believe it stands true today in the name of Jesus. Let our hearts, Lord God, be given to this purpose in the name of Jesus and let you get the glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We thank God for the representatives from this church that went to Cody this past couple of days. We thank God. They represent us well. They really do. Carlos called me yesterday morning and was giving me an update about them, some of the things that were happening, and, and he was excited. He said, Pastor Carnahan, he said, some of the things that have happened over here have been life-changing. Praise God. When we see things that are being accomplished for the Lord, it is tremendous. I just, my only advice to him is I said, Carlos, I want everybody coming back with all of their fingers and all of their toes. I said, you don't leave any of that in Cody. And he laughed. And so they spent another night there and they'll be coming back today. And the Lord bless them. One last thing I want to share, <coughs> share with you other than the fact that we're not going to be having services tonight in honor of the holiday weekend. We do not have Sunday evening services, and so enjoy your time with your family. Take advantage of it. But I, I'm, in, I'm on an, um, an ongoing education um, a kick, I guess is what you could do it, and I've got some materials in my office by way of tracks, and I've already presented this for the last month, and I'm going to continue to do this as long as I can. Different subjects, things like you know um, healing and things like deliverances and things of that nature, and some of you have already got out material. This one that I have today, and a lot of times we, 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 we don't realize one of the most important things that God shows us is his oneness, the mighty God in Christ. You'd be surprised how many people out there really do not have a clear answer on this subject. 
And so I have some of these out here. If you want to take one with you, you're sure welcome to do that on the oneness of God. Obviously, this is not an exhaustive study, but it's something that will help you to find scriptures in the Bible that will help people understand that Jesus was a man, but he also, the spirit that was in him, was that of Almighty God. Can you say amen? And so in a way, in, in, in the spirit of trying to equip you, past Bible says, you know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's what I commit myself to, in Jesus' name, for you, in Jesus' name. God bless you today. Thanks for coming, and the Lord bless you. Sister Carnahan, is there any other announcements we need to make? Don't forget our Bible study on Wednesday, and let's take the opportunity to sow the seeds this week, in Jesus' name. God bless you.